Hey, hello, hi. Welcome to and are back to the Equitheory podcast. I am your host, Jill Therese. And I, wow, I, it's, this is an interesting start to the episode because it is Tuesday, the day that this episode goes live that I'm recording it. Uh, is that bad time management? Yes. But I, in my defense, a lot has happened. Did I have plenty of time because I was two weeks ahead? Yes. Yes, I did. But, um, you know what? We, we ball. That's what happens. I can't say the first half of that because it is 30 full seconds into the podcast. Um, but yeah, I, uh, hmm, a lot has been going on in my life. And as a result, um, I've made a lot of changes and I'm actually really proud of the direction that I've been going. And I kind of want to talk about that a little bit, but, um, Beyond that, uh, I'm just going to give you a heads up. (laughs) It is currently 6.46 in the morning, and I have been awake since 4 a.m. Because in line with those changes, I've been going to bed early, I've been waking up early, and uh, for some reason, it just did not work last night. (laughs) I don't know what happened, but I just had nightmare after nightmare well, it started out with just dreams. And then like each time, because I kept waking up too, it's so annoying. I just like could not stay asleep. And then finally, um, I had like a, a really gnarly nightmare and was like, yeah, I'm going to get up now. <laughs> and that was at four o'clock this morning. So, uh, you know, that's, that's how it's going so far. <laughs> I hope that you guys are having a better day, um, or a better start to your day anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I've got some things that I want to talk about and I also have some, uh, Patreon questions for training and behavior type things. We'll see how many we get to today, depending on how long my, um, initial section of the episode is, question mark. I don't know. We're trying to be more lax with this stuff. And by we, I mean me, me, myself and I, and all of the the personalities and worker bees in my head. Okay. So let's just jump into it. that you guys are in love with that uh intro and outro song because it has officially become where I cannot change it because I got my very first copyright strike for using it um well not strike but a claim for using it <laughs> and uh I because I, I my brain is broken I have ADHD and I forget things a lot um <laughs> but I forgot to credit the uh producer musician the owner of the song and uh I got I got dinged for it, and my hundredth video got demonetized or hundredth episode. Um, so yeah, working on fixing that. But I did purchase a license to use the song, which I would have done in the first place if I had known. So I did pay for that song. <laughs> so I hope you guys like it because it's not changing now. Um, but yeah. So anyway, just did that this morning actually. Um, but yeah, man, I I don't know. Some people are like very on the fence about discussing dreams and some people are very on one side or the other and like I feel like a lot of people are like yo it didn't happen I don't care about your stupid dreams um but though I'll tell you the one that woke me up was that there that was in the middle of the night I guess because I've been waking up in the middle of the night 
there was this like um, Mercedes SUV <laughs> that pulled up and uh, just like pulled up next to my car. And uh, th- there was like a family living with me also. And so the husband was like, yo, uh, who is this person? I was like, I don't know. And we went outside and he had his little girl and we had my dog, Mila, and went out and Mila's like barking like crazy. And this dude gets out of his car. And then all of a sudden, all like over the tree line, all around us, there are a bunch of fireworks and it's all like 4th of July colors. And I was like, when is the 4th of July? I feel like that's, that's coming up. It's not, it's August, but, um, (laughs) sleep brain. I was like, it's not even almost the 4th of July. What the heck? What is going on? And we're looking around and just like more and more fireworks keep happening. And he was like, this is the end. Uh, you know, we're resetting society back to the 1600s because we don't want, um, like technology. It's like ruined everything. We need to go back and start over. And so we're blowing everything up. And he had this like little ring, um, like a, about the size of your hand, like a a little ring and just like threw it up in the air and it started sparking like a sparkler. And then it started exploding and it caught the grass on fire, which caught my house on fire. And then I'm like running inside, uh, trying to like save all of my like stuff that like my computer that has everything on it. Um, and then get my animals and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't have a cat carrier. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's just, it was, it was very stressful. And, uh, yeah. And then I woke up and I was like, Oh, thank God. That was so stressful. I don't want to like, and I was so stressed out about it that I woke up and I was like, I've got to get back in my dream so I can get all my stuff. And then I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Hold on. The, the math ain't mathin'. So yeah. That's that's how I started my morning, and I had some other not associated dreams and nightmares, and so oh god, now I'm yawning. <sighs> Sorry, it's six fifty one now. <laughs> I just didn't get a whole lot of sleep. I don't know why. Sometimes it just happens to me. Um, when I like two or three years ago now, when I fell off and got a concussion, I just like absolutely could not. Uh, could not sleep. I would wake up every single hour on the hour. And that is, yeah, that's just no good. (laughs) And so now I've gotten to a point where my sleep schedule, um, is really good, but I don't think my body has fully adjusted to it. Um, and by, by being good, I mean that like, I am actually able to go to bed because for the past year plus I have had the hardest time fixing my sleep schedule. Like I've talked to you guys about my acne and my skin journey coming off of hormonal birth control, trying to fix my gut and my face and get all of that under control. And I I will let you guys know that are actually like interested in it. I feel like I'm afraid to jinx it, but I, I think that I have really got my skin finally going in a really, really good direction. And I think that I'm on the the downslope of having like a ton of acne. So, uh, yeah, I might, might bless you with the images on, uh, the website. And if, if you don't know, uh, on equitheory.com, there's the podcast category and you can go to each individual episode and look at the show notes. And there are often like videos linked there of, uh, things that I talk about or the resources will be there or, if I mention any pictures or videos or something, it'll it'll be on the 
on the page on the website because I can't like put a picture in the Spotify description. But yeah, so I might might throw those in there. I might not. It might be for the next one that I talk about it. Um, I'm not expecting my skin to be like perfect, perfect, but it has really, really gotten better because it was horrible there for a while. Um, and so, um, the, like one of the big things that they tell you to do to, in order to fix your skin and your hormones is to <laughs> like sleep and have a good sleep schedule. And wowee, I just super did not. I was going to bed at like one or two in the morning every day and getting up at either seven, eight or nine. And most of the time I got up at seven and I was like, I'm going to fix my sleep schedule today. And then it was like weeks on end of me waking up at seven, dragging my feet through the day and then falling asleep at, uh, like getting really tired at 10 and then not being able to go to bed and then just getting my second wind right after it passes 10 and then just staying up until two working on nothing. And so, um, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about, um, like why I feel like I've kind of been more motivated to make all of these changes, but you know, I'm going to give it my very best go. I'm already stress stretching (sighs) and yawning. God, am I a dog? (laughs) Um, so I'm just, I'm just going to get into it then. And I want to preface this by, requesting respect and, uh, respect of privacy in this situation. Um, so the, the bottom line is, uh, a big reason that I've been struggling and working on myself is that I am going through a breakup as one does. (laughs) And, um, it, it could not have ended better and we are still on good terms. And if you have kept up with me, and my relationship with my partner and you're aware of him please leave him alone I don't really think that the podcast audience is the one that like goes digging but he's a very private person he doesn't really do the internet stuff as much prefers to live life outside of social media which um he has really helped me with over the course of our relationship and um just being okay to let the online stuff go and just touch grass more, you know? And so I I really appreciate that about him. Um, And, you know, we, like I said, everything ended very amicably. I am still very much (laughs) in love with him. He is still very much in love with me, as far as I'm aware. Neither of us wanted this to happen. And basically the reason that it did, um, without getting too much in the weeds of it, is he is in the military, the Air Force, and he was, he's stationed in Korea. He left uh, at the beginning of August this month, and he'll be there for a year, and then after that, he's going to Hawaii, and then he'll be in Hawaii for six months, deployed six months, Hawaii six months, deployed six months, Hawaii six months, deployed six months, until that, until his, like, um, time in Hawaii ends, and, um, Basically, we just really took a hard look at the logistics of it and what it would take to get me there. And, um, you know, I have horses and I have animals and um, it's like the military will cover it if you're married. But if you're not, then they won't. And you have to pay out of pocket and I don't got money like that. And so it's and we didn't want to like, you know, be forced to be married for 
money reasons, which I mean, I guess we are in a privileged position to have that stance, but, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it, but, um, you know, I just am, I guess maybe more traditional that in that one like area, um, that I, I want that part of my life to be a special thing. And I mean, I guess it doesn't mean it couldn't be later, but I don't know. Also, we talked about like, uh, only spending six months at a time together for our first, you know, time being married is a no-go. So, um, basically there was just a lot of logistic things that, um, are really big issues and it sucks and it's hard to talk about. And I also want to be like very, very clear and hyper respectful of his privacy because I, I still really care about him and I don't want anyone to, you know, invade that in any way because, um, like in the past with my last like long-term relationship, um, that one did not end well and was not a, uh, a good one, but, um, yeah, it, it just ended with me finding out some things that he had been doing while we were in the relationship, if you can put two and two together. And um, I might have might have put him on blast a little bit <laughs> on Instagram. Oops. And uh, he was not happy about that. And um, I don't really think I have that kind of like pull anymore with my following. Um, like I was more immature back then and I had a younger audience, but now I think my audience is a little bit older Um, and if you don't have anything better to do with your day than like message my exes (laughs) at like, then you're the problem. But, um, back then I definitely encouraged it. Now I will resent you forever if you do that. But, um, yeah, anyway, it's, it ended very, very well. I, I can't explain how much I hate that it ended. It's, I'm heartbroken and like, I just... I don't know. It's just, it, I don't know that it's fully set in yet. It, it really doesn't feel real that this person that's been a part of my life for a year and a half and that I have, cause I mean, we've been long distance the whole time. Like we've only been able to see each other on weekends or when one of us has time off. And so it's just the whole, like, I mean, we've, we've been through so much together and it's, it's just, it's not fair. It's been a year and a half of having my go-to person and now he's not even on the same continent as me on a 14 hour time difference (laughs) and, uh, fresh out of a a breakup. And like, I don't know, man, it's, it's really, really, really hard and not something that I would wish on my worst enemy because it's, it's confusing to still be in love with someone and broken up with them and like for literally zero things to be wrong in your relationship. Like if, if it hadn't been for the, um, like changing location, there would be like, we would still be together and we'd be on our way to getting married. But, um, we're probably not going to be able to be together for four or five years. So that complicates things. And I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where it's going to go. And I'm kind of just like still trying to process everything and figure out how to, how to feel and move forward 
correctly. Um, I don't think there really is a correct way. It's just grief, just a lot of grief (laughs) going through the process. Um, But yeah, so part of that, what I've been talking about is fixing my sleep schedule, um, working on my diet and exercise and just really taking care of myself. Okay. So like this, this all happened. He left on the fifth and the next, the very next day, um, I went to Little Rock, stayed the night at my parents and then went on a family vacation (laughs) that started out very tumultuous. So I had lots of, um, lots of reality TV-esque drama (laughs) to to keep us all busy. So I didn't, I guess, really have to think about it um, or arguably added more. But uh, we resolved all of that. And then I had a really good time on the vacation. And uh, what was interesting is that, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I had such a hard time fixing my uh, sleep schedule. And I really wanted to because everything online about fixing your skin is like, make sure your sleep is good. So your hormones are balanced and you're healthy and it create or lowers cortisol, whatever. And, um, that'll help your skin. So I was trying so hard, but I just could not make myself go to bed. It's so frustrating. And then on this family vacation, um, uh, it became apparent that there was nowhere for me to sleep, which was annoying. But uh, I ended up on an air mattress uh, in the room with my sister and her husband. And they are both like act like they're 70 and go to bed at 10 p.m. And everybody in the house either wakes up at 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. So you can imagine when you don't have your own room, (laughs) like any privacy at all, you kind of have to go to bed and get up with everybody else. So um, that little bit of uh, vacation sleep boot camp for me just completely fixed my whole sleep schedule to the point where I now came home and I was like, I don't want to stop this. I want to keep going to bed at 10 and I'm going to keep waking up at six every single day. And I have ever since I got back from the vacation, uh, on Wednesday and now it's, it's Tuesday. So it's almost Wednesday again. It's almost been a week and I have rigidly adhered to it. Very proud of myself. Hi friends, if you've been wanting to learn even more about training, boy oh boy do I have the course for you. Getting Behavior, the Foundations of Animal Training, taught by Carolina Westland of Illis Animal Behavior Consulting, is an awesome online course that I actually had the pleasure of taking. Having already taken Carolina's amazing Animal Emotions course, I knew I was in for a whole lot of learning yet again. And even as an experienced trainer, I still learned a lot of entirely new things and gained a fresh new perspective and a more sciencey perspective on old things. It really felt like I was able to bolster my basics and get more confident in what I already knew. And also having a plethora of ways to explain the same thing is always helpful for different human learners. Successful animal training will help improve your relationship with your animal, reduce fear and stress, and empower the animal to take an active part in their own care and work with you. Plus, it's really fun. 
The Getting Behavior course is an online course of about 13 hours. That's 10 modules, a whole lot of learning. And as a bonus, you get monthly Q&A live webinars with Carolina where she answers all training-related questions. Find out more and also get $100 off the full price by following my link in the show notes. I also get a kickback from that, so I would really appreciate it. And also, if you don't use it, then you don't get $100 off, so you better use that link, okay? Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the Equithery Patreon. By becoming a patron at one of the three tiers, you automatically become an Equitherist. As one holding this holy title, you may simply monetarily support all things Equithery content creation as every little bit counts and it goes a long way toward making the show better and science-based training and management education more accessible. Or, alternatively, you have my permission to reap the sweet benefits to which you now have access. Those decadent benefits include supporting the show, Jill and the Horses. That's me. It's third person, first and foremost, of course. But also discounts in the Equithery store, Patreon exclusive swag, which is a fun word that they use, which is a mug and a sticker, but you know, your questions dubbed as those with the highest priority for podcastual response and access to the members-only Discord server, where you'll be able to join a community of like-minded equestrians, vote on topics for upcoming episodes, share your triumphs, get advice when you get stuck, and access to all of the beautiful sciencey minds of other trainers. Best of all, you get to join in live monthly meetings. During these meetings, you can ask as many of your training and behavior questions as your heart desires, plus get access to custom curated resources and meet fellow like-minded equestrians who are more than happy to talk horses for hours on end. Seriously. They go for like four hours. It's absurd. But beyond all of that, you also now have access to my eternal gratitude. (laughs) And if you aren't into the whole monthly subscription thing, you can choose to opt for the discounted annual subscription, or you can join for a month, cancel after it. You'll have lifetime access to the Discord server at the Equitherist Light tier, or you can just keep listening to the podcast. I sincerely appreciate it. I make a little bit of core in that way, so like just keep doing it. Okay, that works for me. Thanks. But for serious, if you're interested in joining, you can just click on the link down in the description or go to patreon.com and type in Equitheory and become a member today. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know what changed because like the problem that I kept having um, at home before that was just, I, you know, I'd be getting tired around 10 and I'd be like, you need to go take a shower. You need to go take a shower. You need to go take a shower. You need to go take your makeup off or go wash your face, go brush your teeth. You need to go get in bed. And I just like could not pry myself away from my computer. Um, but lately I have been getting my computer work done in the morning or just avoiding it altogether. I don't know if you guys have noticed, haven't been on Instagram in a while. Don't care. (laughs) Just, uh, bottom line, I don't care don't care anymore. And, uh, that's, that's that. And, uh, Instagram always comes in waves for me. So I might, might come around back to it, but I am so tired (laughs) of, I feel like it's been like four or five years now forcing myself to post on Instagram and it just 
doesn't matter. My account is dying. And, you know, I love sharing about my animals and my life and the horses, but it also, like, I don't know, it just creates this kind of, like, toxic loop of, like, I need to be jumping more. I need to be riding more. Those are the posts that do well. And the ones of just, like, pictures of my horses are not doing well. And uh, I'm just kind of over it, to be honest. And maybe, like, if I get back riding and training hard and heavy again soon, then uh, I'll get back to it. But right now, that is not looking like uh, what's going to happen. So um, anyway, I have just been like, kind of, like if, if I'm doing anything before bed, it's just sitting in my living room, watching a show and drawing. And I have a, a drawing that I've been working on. I talked about it a couple episodes ago and posted it on the site. Um, and I've been working on it and it's, it's stippling. So I do a, like a bunch of dots and it's, it's really relaxing. It makes me focus. It takes forever and I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> and uh, I've been watching Nathan for you, the rehearsal with Nathan Fielder. Um, and now I'm watching Lock and Key on Netflix. It's a very good show. Um, and yeah, I've just been really taking it easy on my brain because I, I want enough stimulation that I'm not just like sitting in sadness, but, um, you know, and that's not to say that I haven't been spending time with myself. I definitely have. I've been doing a lot of like just thinking. Um, I've also been journaling nearly every day and, and that's been really cool too. Uh, I've always really struggled with journaling. The, I think pretty much all growing up, the only time I really ever journaled, like I had one journal, uh, specifically for like panic attacks or breakdowns or whatever. So just basically when I started crying, I would let myself cry for a little while to like get it out. And then when I was ready to kind of like wrap it up, you know, <laughs> I would grab my journal and I would basically just write about everything that I was thinking and feeling to get it out. And the act of writing would help calm me and make me like focus on something and I'd stop crying so much. Uh, and then I'd be good. And I had gotten it out. It was there. And uh, yeah, so now I'm trying to journal more for like a mindfulness exercise to like, like I've struggled with it because I am, I, I think it's in my head. <laughs> so I don't need to put it on paper. I'm, I'm aware of my thoughts. Like I, yeah, I think I, I, I know what's going on up there. I don't need to write it down. And then, uh, but, but when you do write it down, you think about it much harder and much deeper because as you're having the thoughts that you're writing down, you are slowing down enough to have more time to think it through some more and really like dedicate time to reflecting on it without getting distracted. And so it's, it's made uh, quite a difference for me on just being like, it also like helps me feel like I don't have to hang on to things because having ADHD and a memory that's kind of a catch-22 <laughs> whether I remember something or not I feel like I don't have to hang on as hard if I have it written down so um it's it's been nice in that way but um yeah beyond all of that um what what are the what are the big three I've been journaling almost every day I have been reading almost every night before bed um and just like actually taking time to wind down from like I, I want to say that I've gotten to where from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. I am taking it easy. I am done working and I have not been like that in almost three years. Like 
a little bit before the pandemic started, I was like this. And then in the pandemic, it got really, really bad. Like all lines between work and play and relax, take care of yourself, just blurred all the way. And now I have gotten to where, um, like I said, between six and 10 is just straight. We're relaxing. We're doing chill activities and we are not working. So um, I think that's been a really big like game changer for me. <sighs> Sorry for the yawning. That's so annoying. Um, so I'm just working on my drawings, watching TV, winding down. And then um, I eventually, the great thing about doing that is I get bored. <laughs> so when I'm working on my computer, I could go forever. But uh, I get bored of drawing after a while. And I'm like, okay, I want to do something else. And I'm kind of tired because it makes me slow down. And I'm not like still thinking and like in high drive mode, I'm like able to relax a little bit. And so uh, then I will go to bed. <laughs> And I'll read a little bit. I've been reading An Open Heart. Uh, I think it's the subtext is like Finding Compassion in Everyday Life by the Dalai Lama, which I'm really enjoying. Um, and I will tell you guys, I, you know, you know that this is a science-based podcast and I do have an affinity for the woo-woo. Uh, I try not to go too far down the woo-woo, but uh, I do really think that there is something to the the arts that come with eastern medicine and practices and I have really been exploring that for myself lately not really in like the sense of working with the horses I'm sure it translates and it will when I am working with them more um but also like (laughs) in the sense of uh I I just I want to do it for me because um like reading the book and thinking about compassion and uh, how I'm using my thoughts and how much time I dedicate to judgmental negative thoughts that just take up so much free real estate in my brain like almost just constantly thinking about what could go wrong what is wrong what could be better and um, you know just really having a lack of appreciation for what already is and who I am, and not just all of the things that are wrong with me. Um, And yeah, I I mean, it's, it's just been a nice reality check. I feel like I need those every now and again, to to just be like, hey, you don't actually have to think about all of the things that are wrong in the world all the time. This is really not up to you. And um, so yeah, I've, I've been doing that. And uh, the biggest thing that I've been doing is I've been doing yoga every day. And I, uh, like I get these hyperfixations really bad. And, uh, right now it's definitely yoga and I know it is because I had to buy all the accessories for yoga and my card has been getting declined for like two weeks now because I just do not have any like, uh, intelligent financial practices, but I, uh, I got the, the pro mat from Manduka. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with that brand, probably not, but, um, this is not sponsor, but, uh, Manduka, I thought was a really cool brand because they, uh, responsibly and sustainably source their yoga mats. It's not made from PVC plastic, so it's not gonna, uh, end up in a landfill, but, what was really cool and I really liked about it is when I ordered my mat, they were like option to add, you know, $10 to your purchase and we will accept your old, uh, mats. 
So I had three like old PVC trashy mats that uh, either my cats had just clawed the snot out of or just like were too squishy and like didn't really give you stability or they they were flimsy and they folded really easily. So I um, I boxed them up and I sent them back. And so they recycled them for you, which was really, really cool to me uh, because I have been trying to move in a more sustainable direction. Um, now I will say I recognize that as an individual, it is not necessarily my responsibility <laughs> to uh, correct the things that are going wrong in our planet. But I, I like to th- imagine I'm doing my part. However, if big corporations would actually participate as they're the number one polluters, that would be great. But this is not this podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, I uh, so I got the I got the pro mat and I have a problem with hyperfixations and ordered their grip mat as well because it's thinner and lighter and designed for hot yoga. Um, even though I don't really want to do hot yoga because I have trouble being hydrated anyway. Um, I, I wanted it to take to a local yoga class. So that's, that's the next step in my, my journey here is to start going to yoga classes locally, because I don't know if anybody else is like this, but, um, like my best friend lives two hours away from me now. And, um, uh, when, when you have a partner you're like, I don't need anybody else. I'm fine. (laughs) And then when they, um, you know, leave, you're like, uh Oh, I actually don't have any friends. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to, well, actually he was like, you need to go to a yoga class. You need to find something locally that you like to do and go find a group of people. And so his idea was the, the yoga class. And I think it's a great idea. So I am definitely going to do that. Um, well, my finances are better because, oh my God, it's like $15 every time you go. That's like 60 bucks a month. <laughs> I mean, I guess they got to make their money somehow, but that I that is a lot for me. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's a goal. And so I, I got the, the grip mat you know, to go to the yoga classes that I can't afford, which is, it doesn't make any sense. And if you look online and you see the prices, you're gonna be like, Joel, no wonder you can't afford the classes. I understand. I'm bad at managing my money. I get it. But, um, and I'm about to make it worse because I also went to TJ Maxx. And uh, then I found their travel mat that I had wanted to try, but like didn't really know because of online, it's hard to tell. And then I saw it and instead of being like 90 bucks, it was uh, 39 bucks at TJ Maxx. And I was like, well, I'm going to get it, of course. So um, yeah, I have a problem, I think. But I, I am also trying to put blinders on and stop just engaging in so much um, retail therapy. Like I just don't need to spend all of my money all the time but I have a really hard time like with my brain in that but I'm also not in a relationship anymore and relationships are expensive they cost a lot of money because you got to buy the other person's food half of the time and um you know you go out you do more activities you got to pay for things and um I believe in feminism so we had to be equal in that regard and that meant I spent you know I I think I think we were pretty good about being even um and yeah so but now I don't gotta worry about any of that so I'm just gonna be saving money for the next couple years because homegirl needs to get tf out of Arkansas I don't want to be here anymore I want to go somewhere else so if you are in the clinical mental health counseling field 
and you live in Colorado or somewhere uh, akin to it <laughs> and you have a job opening, please offer it to me. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so th- those are the goals. And really, I've just been taking time for me focusing on doing yoga. Uh, and if you're curious, I use the Asana Rebel app. And uh, it's a it's a good app. I like it. And it is kind of like they have um, a pretty even split of like yoga, but make it cardio and also like actual flow, meditative, slow, um, think about your breath a lot yoga. And I really like that. They also have like nutrition plans and stuff on there. Um, And it's, it's just an app and I really like it. So yeah, I've been using it for a few years. And I have, I think I'm on like day five since getting back from my vacation that I've been consistent with it. And I'm really, really having a good time with it. So I highly recommend that. Um, And, you know, I'm sorry that this podcast isn't like super horsey at the moment. Um, I just, it it felt weird (laughs) Uh, because I overshare on this podcast all the time. And it still feels weird not to give you every last excruciating detail about my relationship. But, um, we are working on growing and not just being instant intimacy over sharers. Um, and also it's not just me. It involves another person and I'd like to be cognizant and respectful of that. Um, so I, I did want to touch on it at least a little bit. Um, because it is a a really big change and it has affected a lot of these things that have happened, uh, you know, with me, like really focusing on my sleep and working on just my mental health in general and like how I'm taking care of myself, uh, through journaling and meditation and yoga and, um, spending too much money on retail therapy, but, uh, getting my sleep fixed, thinking about, um, you know, what really matters to me and taking it slow and easy on myself and allowing myself the time to heal and like feel these things. And, um, in being with the horses, it's just been like, let me go just be with the horses. You know, like I don't need to be doing a bunch of stuff all the time. I can just go groom them and hang out with them for a little bit. And that's all I really need to do. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that's, if that's like too far outside the realm of the expectations for this podcast, but, um, I do think that I have appropriately categorized it as a, horsey podcasts but also mental health and uh personal podcast and you know there are going to be times when I don't when I'm not working with the horses a whole lot because uh it's an outdoor job (laughs) and if you are um if you've ever done horses professionally you know that there are some times that you're just not going to be able to ride and train um you can come up with things to do like in the barn aisle or whatnot but I've more adapted the like uh, and I, I'm in a, a, a privileged position to where I can be like, if I don't want to, I don't need to force it. Um, and yeah, so I, I just like to acknowledge that. <laughs> and also like, you know, there was a, a question last week about like, what do I do when I'm not motivated? And dude, I let yourself just not be motivated. If you need to fix it and you want to fix it, like I offer tips and tricks, but I mean, honestly, like if you're not motivated, you're just not motivated. Take it easy on yourself. Relax, recover, 
And that's really what I've been doing and what feels the most right to me. Uh, You know, I thought surely that with the breakup that I would go on family vacation, I would come back and I would just hit the pavement and like really grind, get this done on my website, get this done with the podcast, get X, Y, and Z and like go, go and do and like just be grinding all the time. But it's really been the opposite. Like in the past when I went through breakups, like I could not stop myself from working. And now it's like, for what? Why, why am I doing this? It doesn't feel good anymore. I don't really care about it. The only things that I really care about are my horses, my animals, uh, my school, taking care of myself, this podcast, and my community. And uh, beyond that, like, I don't really like feel the need to like be pressuring myself to do all of this other extra stuff. Um, I just kind of want everything to be more simple so that I can enjoy the things that are more complex because I am making things that could be very easy, very hard (laughs) for no reason uh, other than just to give myself something to do. And I just don't, I can't live like that anymore. And so like as a, a result, uh, I'm really only accepting like sponsorships for, uh, the podcast because it's really easy for me to do an ad read, but beyond that, like, I don't want to be in these long contracts with brands being like, yeah, I have to post, you know, four times a month. Uh, and so I'm just, I'm trying to like back off of all of that and let go of so many things that I've said yes to for zero reason (laughs) and, uh, just work backwards a little bit to a more relaxed level. And, you know, this week is the first week that my practicum starts back. Um, which I mean, my semester starts, but I will be taking practicum, which means I'll be starting another job and working with a supervisor and clients for my, uh, cause I'm getting my master's of clinical mental health counseling. And so I'll be like doing the practical application part of that this semester. And it's kind of like the baby version of an internship. And then uh, in the spring, I'll be doing actual internship. And then in the fall is my final one before I graduate. And so I'm, I'm really close to finishing my degree. So I'm, I'm just really trying to minimize my risk of burnout and taking more time to read and think and feel and be a part of the world around me and just be more mindful about how I'm living because I feel like I've been kind of burning through the past couple of years and I just don't really want to be like that anymore. So that's that. Um, and I hope like, I, and I'm not just like rambling about all of this to just talk about it. And in a way, like, yes, sharing it does feel nice <laughs> and um, it gets it off my chest. But I also like I know that I enjoy listening to podcasts and episodes uh, where people just talk about what's going on in their lives. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's probably not everyone's cup of tea and you might not find it interesting and that's fine. I mean, I get it. I'm just rambling about my life, but um, I, f- I find it interesting and to me it makes it feel like, you know, you're like listening to a friend, a little parasocial relationship <laughs> and also like give me ideas and inspire me to do the same, um, you know, or try it for myself, see if it helps me. Um and like all of the stuff that I have been doing is stuff that I've been reading about for years in my degree. 
and uh, as far as like helping your mental health and feeling better. And uh, I feel like I'm finally practicing what I've been taught and what I plan to preach that, um, and it works. It really, really does. Like I have, I have felt very balanced and good. Like I feel a significant loss and heartbreak, but at the same time, like I also know that I'm, I'm good with me and I'll be fine alone. I don't want to be (laughs) alone. I mean, but, um, that's how it has to be for now. And I'm, I'm okay to be alone and I like myself. I'm working on myself and I am putting as much effort into myself as I think I deserve, which I think is finally enough at this point, because for a very long time, I was just absolutely not treating myself right. And you can't be, you know, the best trainer, the best partner, the best friend that you have the potential to be if you're treating yourself like you come last. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in, uh, Christianity and so I'm familiar with, uh, feeling like you can't put yourself first or near the top of your priority list. Um, and I think, I think I misunderstood that as a kid, but, um, I know several people, um, who are religious that subscribe to that ideology that you like got to put everybody else, uh, ahead of yourself. And I just, uh, in my personal opinion, and from what I have read in research, cannot underscore how unhealthy that is because you just cannot fill anyone else's cup until yours is full. And if your cup is empty, you don't have anything to give to anyone else. And that's just what I really realized. And, you know, in, in losing my, what feels like my other half, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure the half that's left is really, really, really good because that's, that's all I have right now. And, you know, I mean, like I said, we still talk, so I haven't completely lost him, but, um, you know, the dynamics changed. And so now I have to, I have to depend on me more. And what that means is, oh my God, hummingbird. Cool. Wow. I love podcasting at this new farm, by the way. Sorry, just haven't did not take ADHD meds today. Um, I because the whole time I've been recording this episode, I've just been staring out my window and watching the birds play and stuff, and uh, it's it's so peaceful. And watching the sunrise, and there was a hummingbird. Um, but yeah, okay, back to what I was saying. Uh, I don't completely remember what I was saying, but basically that when it's just me, I need to know that I'm. I'm good with me and I'm cool to hang out with me that I have good taste in music and in podcasts and YouTube videos and, and like TV shows and movies. Um, and that, um, oh my God, here's the other thing that I did. I watched, uh, on Netflix, tidying up with Marie Kondo. And, uh, if you've never seen that, (laughs) you need to watch it. And if you're about to move that now's the best time because uh, I wish I had done it before I moved. But uh, basically, she takes you through this process of like how to um, assess everything in your house for if you need it or not. (laughs) And I went through my closet and like just pulled all of everything I own out of my closet and laid it on my bed and uh, went through each individual item and was like, do I need you? Do I need you? Do I need you? do you spark joy? And went through that whole process. 
and I have so many bags of clothes that I'm going to take to a consignment store. Um, me and my mom have this one that we always visit. Um, and it's such a good consignment store because basically you just walk in with your old closet and you walk out with a new one because the trade-off, I mean, you don't really have to pay much, um, unless you go over what you've earned from the consignment, which we rarely do anyway. So, um, it's a really cool, uh, way to be sustainable. Um, but yeah, so I, yesterday went through all of my like miscellaneous type stuff, like all of my electronics and whatever. And now I'm going to try to sell some of the stuff that I can't just like give away. But, um, yeah, I've just been like trying to organize everything and simplify my life as much as I can to really take a lot of the stress off of me. And like I said, I just can't stress enough how nice it feels. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm doing, doing something that's really, really right. I can't like express it, especially yoga, something about yoga. I don't know if I'm just heavily hyper fixated on it right now, or, um, if it genuinely is this way for me, but I just like, there's something really, really cool about it that it, it makes me feel very connected to my mind and my body and the earth. And I don't know, it's just, there's, there's something extra about it. Uh, it's comparable to how I feel with horses that like, I feel like I'm in tune with, with the world around me when I'm doing it. So I, I tend to gravitate towards stuff like that anyway. I mean, hence the, the horses, but, um, yeah, you know, I said I was gonna, I was gonna get to some listener questions, but I kind of just, I mean, we're already at 45 minutes, so, um, I'll cover them in the next episode and, uh, yeah, I hope that you guys don't mind that this episode's a little bit shorter. And I I don't want to spend forever giving disclaimers, but I, I really hope that uh, you guys don't mind this episode. I might throw a poll on Spotify and be like, do you like this kind of episode or not? Um, because I, I just, I feel like it's helpful to hear about what other people are going through and how they're handling it. And I mean, I, I also should say that I don't want to sound like I'm just the poster child for not struggling at all and only having good experiences in, um, like (laughs) dealing with a breakup. I've been through my fair share and you guys can listen to those episodes because they are on the internet forever. Um, but like I have been through my fair share of week long crying, breakdown, not eating and just genuinely suffering. And now I I feel like I've really grown up and matured a lot in the last couple of years to where now I'm like, okay, just because, you know, things are not going the way that I really, really, really wanted them to, um, that's okay. And there's not much I can do about it, but what I can do is I can take care of me and make sure that my needs are met and that I feel loved and cared for, and then I can start working on other people. And so I... I've just really tried to be there for myself and, um, you know, a part of that, I do think, uh, the old, the old ex-partner is correct that I should probably make some friendships that are a little bit closer than two hours away, but, um, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to work on that for sure, but yeah, I don't know. I, I hope it's helpful to hear, uh, like I said, I, I haven't been the picture perfect. There have definitely been a lot of, 
um, just trying to go about my day and break down crying <laughs> episodes, but um, I, I've been doing my very best to redirect it into something positive. Like I let myself cry. I think crying is a heavily um, stereotyped and like dogged on activity, but it is so necessary. It always feels very like cleansing to me um, that like after I, I do it, you know, it's kind of like if you have a headache or a hangover and you vomit and you're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. <laughs> like that's, that is uh, what crying feels like to me. I don't enjoy the activity one single bit at all, but after the fact, I feel relief. It's negative reinforcement for you. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, I think the last time that I just absolutely broke down and cried, I spent the, the next couple of moments unrolling my yoga mat and jumping on it and just reconnecting with mind, body, focus on something else, get centered again, and then just felt fine. And now I am crack in that way. Go get something to eat. And then, um, you know, sit down, do some things I enjoy, whether it's journal or plan or watch a movie, you know, um, just taking it easy and really prioritizing me, taking care of the, the human half of the horse relationship, you know, and today it's supposed to be really hot. So, uh, my boss, Sonny and I are going to go do a beauty shop day and give everybody baths and haircuts and, uh, just clean everybody up and make sure there's no fungi growing. Azula has crazy bad rain rot because I was gone for like five days on my vacation and it's just rain rot all over her hind end. And, um, speaking of which, uh, which I put some coat defense on before we le- before I left because I noticed it and uh, then nobody took care of it while I was gone. And then when I got back, I put more on and we ran out uh, because Rory, the baby, also had some on his neck. And I was like, where are you guys? How, how are you getting this? Where's it coming from? And so uh, I ordered some more, but I don't know if anybody else has their magic remedy for rain rot, but coat defense, that powder is the best stuff ever. Like I, I groomed what I could of Azula's rain rot, but it was pretty painful. So I just sprinkled some coat defense on there and you can tell where the areas where it got, got and where it did, didn't, um, because it's just completely gone where the coat defense was. I don't know what it, what's magical about it, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's fairly natural and like not super toxic. Like a lot of horse stuff can be, um, and just gets rid of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's magic. I'm it's above my pay grade to understand that, but um, highly recommend. So I ordered some more that should be here uh, probably tomorrow, and then I'm gonna keep keep treating her because that it's not good. But um, yeah, dudes, I think that's probably where I'm gonna end the episode. Sorry, I didn't get to the questions today uh, and just talked about me for forever. But this is my podcast. I get to talk about what I want. You have to listen. I mean, you don't, you can listen to literally anything else, but, um, <laughs> I thought it might be helpful maybe. And I just, I don't know. I, I, it feels more connecty, more conversational to give you guys those updates and like what I'm working on. I don't know if that's just like incredibly narcissistic, but it, it feels right. So I'm going to do it and hopefully it'll help somebody out there. Um, or it kept you busy for 50 minutes. So, um, next week I'll be back with an episode uh, about horses, I promise. And uh, 
be sure if you have Spotify to answer the poll. I want to know what you think. If you like this style of episode where it's just kind of free flowing, what's, what's been going on with me. Um, Oh, one last thing. Azula's almost three guys. Azula is almost three. I had that realization the other day and oh my God, because we saw, we went and saw Simba like two days ago. Um, Azula's brother and, um, he is taller than her <laughs> significantly and he looks like a big stud colt now, but he's still not very tall. He's like maybe 15 hands. Azula, on the other hand, is like, I need to stick her again for real because she is so short still. And, um, I just realized the other day that she is a January baby. She's born January 4 and it's August. Eh. she's about to be three because she's a 2020 baby so uh wish wish her all of the extra inches that you can if you have an extra tall baby horse send some inches her way um i keep begging dexter to stop growing and allow zula to um but my hopes are not high because um (laughs) my boss reached out to um a local trainer that she knows that uh had lady Azula's mom's first baby. His name is 40 ounce and, uh, he is also 15 hands. So, um, and he said he's built like a quarter horse. I was like, damn it. (laughs) That's, that's exactly what I got. And I'm just praying at this point that Azula actually hits 15 hands because she is so little. So, um, thoughts and prayers family. (laughs) But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to, check out the podcast, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of the things. It's on YouTube. Um, subscribe wherever you're listening. So you, uh, don't miss any episodes, rate and review wherever you listen. It helps, uh, get the podcast out to more people. And, uh, yeah, just thank you guys for listening and I will catch you guys next Tuesday. All right. Bye.